Well, thank you uh, to my mum and to my sister for that communion. That was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And thank you, Shamim, as well for sharing that verse and that encouragement to us as well. That is fantastic. Well, I want to finish off now what uh, I started a couple of weeks ago. The three seeks. We've done two seeks, and now we are looking at the third seek. The first one was seek peace and pursue it. Last week I looked at seek his face. And this week I want to look at seek his kingdom. Um, I'm going to read a verse, famous verse. You'll probably all know it. It's found in Matthew 6. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount, the great preach which Jesus did. And he was saying in this preach, Look, don't worry about what you eat or what you drink or what you wear. God knows that you need these things. And then he said this in Matthew 6 and verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, will be given to you as well. The first thing we need to do is seek the spiritual things, his kingdom. And I'm going to come on to explain what that is. But before you seek his kingdom, you need to seek the king. So what is a kingdom? Um, an earthly kingdom is where a king reigns. Reigns sovereign with dominion over that kingdom. Um, lives are influenced by the king in his kingdom. The king would be seen in, in every facet and aspect of life. The king would be in control. His subjects would declare his decrees, his messages. The king's armies would conquer and extend the kingdom. It wasn't always a happy place in, in these earthly kingdoms. They were sometimes quite violent. They were sometimes um, quite disappointing and there was lots of heartache, but the kingdom would be extended through a lot of self-righteousness and self-pride and, and a lot of violence. And this is how empires were built back in the day. This is how kingdoms were built back in the day. And so when the Messiah was prophesied, what did the Jews expect? What did they want? What were they expecting? They were expecting a king. They wanted a king. And they wanted this king to come and establish an earthly kingdom. They wanted him to reign. They wanted him to bring a rebellion and to cast out all the Roman and, and their empire and their kingdom that had come in and taken over by force. So this is what they expected. They were asking lots of questions. Is this the Christ? Is this the Messiah? They were asking, where has he come from? Look at the things that he does. They were expecting this Messiah to be the king that would lead them into rebellion and establish his kingdom. Listen to what Jesus said after feeding the 5,000. John 6 and verse 14 to verse 15. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet 
who has come into the world. They were expecting him. This is the one. This is the Messiah. And then it says, Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. He knew that they wanted to make him king by force, if necessary, so that he would be their king and lead this rebellion and this, this attack on the, the Romans that had come in and established themselves and dominated them. They wanted Jesus to be this king, and he knew that. That's not the type of king he was. They wanted him to establish an earthly kingdom, but Jesus didn't come to establish an earthly kingdom. He came to establish an eternal kingdom. So what, what did they get in Jesus? Listen to this line of questioning when Jesus was in front of, of Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate was asking him about being a king. Listen to this, John 18, if you want to look at it. John 18, verse 33 to 36. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? You, your nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Then Jesus said these words, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. He was saying, yes, if my kingdom was of an earthly kingdom, then there would be a rebellion, there would be a fight, there would be resistance. But he says, my kingdom is not of this world. You see, Jesus came to establish an eternal kingdom that would live in people's hearts here on earth and would extend into eternity. You see, earthly kingdoms are based on pride and on force a lot of the times, on domination or self-interest. But the heavenly kingdom that Jesus Christ came to establish is built on love, on the sacrifice. Jesus embodied this when he went to the cross. It's full of humility and righteousness. And we must take care as Christians that we live our life to reflect his kingdom. We should be reflecting an eternal kingdom, not an earthly kingdom. Jesus was establishing this spiritual, eternal kingdom in people's hearts, in people's lives. And, and this will continue. It continued from when Christ came and established that kingdom there. He said, this, my kingdom is not of this world. He began to establish it in the hearts of his disciples and his followers. And it's continued ever since. And it will continue into eternity. You know, one day, people will bring in their children to Jesus. You know the story. You might have heard it in Sunday school, or you've heard people preach about it. I've preached on it many times. And the disciples said, listen, Jesus don't want to be putting up with 
kids all around him now. Go away, he's tired. But Jesus heard them and he said this. Mark 10 and verse 14. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. And he said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. This doesn't mean that we have to become childish, but childlike. We have to believe as innocently as a child. And a child isn't always the best, are they? They're not always humble and innocent. So let's not, let's not think that children are always humble and innocent. That's what, but they are very open and receiving, and they are very believing, and they, will, they have no agenda about them, do they? They will take something, and they, they will easily receive something without an agenda, without being um, self-sufficient and full of pride. And this is what Jesus was saying. We need to be like that. We need to be receiving. We need to have no agenda. We need to be believing and accepting as innocently as a child does. So we must receive this kingdom, the kingdom of God, just like little children. Be as innocent as children. We will never enter it through anything that we do. We will never enter the kingdom of God by anything that we earn. We cannot earn salvation. It's given to us free. And once we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, into our life, we are born again, our spirit comes alive, and we become part of this eternal spiritual kingdom. I find that exciting. That's through faith. That's through our belief in our hearts. So we should seek God's kingdom first. Put his kingdom, put spirituality, put eternal things first in our lives. Sometimes we are so concerned about earthly things, aren't we? And we, we fail to come to God over little things in our life whereas we should be putting him and his kingdom and his righteousness and his spirituality and the spiritual um, belief system that we have within us we should be putting that first in our life because as spiritual people we need to get our priorities right and our priorities are his kingdom and his righteousness you see as a follower of jesus christ you have committed yourself to his kingdom and this is how we need to live every day reinforcing that commitment um, not denying that commitment that we've made but reinforcing it and living it every single day because we are part of this eternal kingdom that Christ established Jesus also said these words famous words you might know these words from um, school from Sunday school in the Lord's Prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer. It's what he taught us. Matthew 6. He said, your kingdom come. He was talking to his heavenly father, our heavenly father. He said, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the Lord is establishing his kingdom here where he reigns. He reigns supreme in heaven. He wants to reign in people's hearts here on earth. So we are saying, Lord, come and reign in our hearts. Come and reign in the hearts of mankind, 
establish your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven and as it will be and it as it goes into eternity it means being faithful to him it means being obedient to him it means saying i want to live an authentic and effective life in the kingdom of god establish your kingdom in me establish your kingdom in others so what do we get and and what is expected of us as part of of this kingdom you see when we put his kingdom first and jesus said this he says look i know you worry about things i know you worry about the everyday things of life what you will eat what you will wear what you will drink all these everyday things along with everything else jesus said look these are important and i know they're important but he said you seek god's kingdom first and then all these other things will find their place they'll be added they will they will come so instead of putting the the cart before the horse we need to put the horse before the cart if you know what i mean so that we get our priorities right as spiritual beings um, part of the kingdom of god that is our priority and then all these other things come behind that they will trail in the wake of of the of christ in our life and his kingdom and they will be added it's not that we forget them they're not important they are important but christ said seek first his kingdom he also said to go to go and preach the kingdom um mark 16 and verse 15 he said to the disciples go into all the world and preach the gospel you see the the lord is not just going to magically establish his kingdom the disciples went into all the world and they preached the gospel they were extending the kingdom of god they changed the world so what do we expect the lord expects us to go as well or are we going to be like the jews who who wanted christ to establish an earthly kingdom or god will just bring everybody into his kingdom anyway we don't have to do anything um yeah nothing's really expected of me i can i can be part of this kingdom i can have eternity in my heart and and yes i can i can believe i can be born again i can be uh, a follower of christ but someone else can extend his kingdom someone else can go and preach someone else can do kingdom work actually no jesus said you go preach the gospel extend the kingdom i'm so humbled and so privileged that christ wants to extend his kingdom god's kingdom through me through you listen to this jesus speaking again in luke 9 and verse 59 and 60 he said to another man follow me but the man replied lord first let me go and bury my father and jesus said to him let the dead bury their own dead but you go and proclaim the kingdom of god it's a no-brainer isn't it it's not as if he's sort of speaking in riddles here he said go and proclaim the kingdom of god preaching the good news of jesus christ 
It's part of our calling. It's part of our mission as Christians to put him first, his kingdom first, preaching the kingdom. And all these things will be added to you. All the other things that we worry about will come and they will be added and they will be looked after. Yes, we need to seek peace. We must pursue it and we must find it in our life through salvation. Yes, we need to seek his face and experience God intimately in that moment that we talked about last week. And, and these are right and these are essential. But there is a time as well when we need to get off our knees and onto our feet and go and preach the gospel and proclaim the kingdom of God. Um, I'm so glad that he told us to do that. Otherwise, all we would do would be just be sitting at his feet all the time. You know, there, there was the sisters, Mary and Martha, wasn't there? The one sat at his feet while the other served. And, and that's good. We need the both. We can't just only sit at his feet and gaze into his face. There is a time when we need to get up and go. And Jesus said this a lot to the disciples after they were praying and, and certain times he would say, right, get up and let's go. And, I, and I'm glad as a, as a fellowship as well that, that we have established these things. I, I believe we've got our priorities right. Yes, we seek peace. We seek salvation. We want to talk about peace and that peace that passes understanding. Yes, we have a desire and a longing to seek his face and to be in his presence. But he's also put a vision in our hearts to go and preach the kingdom of God to reach others and to extend his kingdom. This is what we're talking about when we are saying to build people and to build community. Because when we are building people, when we are building community, we are in effect building and extending the kingdom of God through the gospel message, through Christ in us. Building people, building community extends the kingdom of God. And we are the link. We are the link. God extends his kingdom through his message in us. Just want to end with these few thoughts. Um, I don't know if you heard me say last week, but uh, we were on a Zoom. A few of us as leaders were on a, a Zoom meeting with other pastors and leaders throughout the country. It was the Assemblies of God prayer morning. We were on the Zoom meeting for three hours and there was over 700 pastors and leaders on this Zoom meeting and it was so big that you'd have to scroll through but I think it was about 18 and 19 pages of Zoom on my laptop scrolling through and you know as as I was sitting there praying and worshiping and thanking God I realized that sometimes we can lose perspective of the kingdom of God. When I seen the enormity that these, these pastors and these leaders were representing hundreds and hundreds of other people. Sometimes, and especially over the last year or so, we, we've, we've been stuck in our little corner, haven't we? In our little bubbles, as it were. And, and we've been separated and it's very easy to lose perspective of the kingdom. 
I'm, I'm so glad that I'm part of a huge kingdom that is vibrant, that is real, that is passionate for God and for people. We are part of this massive kingdom, an eternal kingdom. I looked up some stats. Listen to these. The Christian church in the United Kingdom is 5.4 million people. Those who declare themselves followers of Christ, Christians, 5.4 million people in the United Kingdom. Five years ago, this statistic came out. There were 2.4 billion Christians around the world. And, and that is one-third of the world's population. 2.4 billion Christians. One-third of the world's population. In the last hundred years, the number of Christians in the world has quadrupled. The kingdom of God is being extended. And it's easy for us to lose perspective and think that we're in our small corner and, and just a few of us meet. And, but you're not. You're part of a huge... And these are people who are, are alive right now. What about the billions upon billions upon billions of people that have passed on as well over the last hundred odd years? You are part of a huge spiritual kingdom. An enormous, eternal kingdom. We have to get this into perspective. Get a godly perspective. We are kingdom people. This is my last thought. Jesus said, I will build my church. What he meant by that, the word that he actually used was ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia. And he said, hell itself, the gates of hell, will not come against it. The, the, the word church is, is not actually the best translation, to be honest, because ecclesia means the called out ones. Now, when he said this, the disciples would have, would have known exactly what he meant, because ecclesia was, a, was an everyday word that they, that they had in their language at the time. The called out ones, the ecclesia, were like the local town council. The called out ones would be the city council. It would be the, the silversmith, maybe the blacksmith, maybe the carpenter, maybe other people of other professions and other walks of life. They would be the called out ones who would have the final say over certain things that were happening in the town or in the city. They would have authority to make decisions. They were the decision makers. They were the ones with the authority. They were called the called out ones, the ecclesia or the assembly. The thing is, when Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, that's you and me. We are now the called out ones. And he will establish his kingdom through us. You see, we have been given authority. We are able to make these decisions through Christ. Because we have the power and the authority of Christ in us as the called out ones. You know, sometimes I... I I honestly believe that as we walk through our towns and our cities and, and our streets and, and our, our communities, there are powers and principalities that are there and they see and they notice and they'll say, whoa, wait a minute, there's one of the ecclesia 
approaching, walking down our street, walking straight towards us, one of the called out ones. And they're on the back foot because they know that we have authority and we have power because we are the called out ones, part of this eternal kingdom. But I'm sure that sometimes these powers, these dominions, these principalities, they say, oh, hang on a minute. Wait, he, does, he doesn't realize how powerful he is. She doesn't realize the authority that she has. They don't even know that they are part of the called out one, the ecclesia, the assembly, the part of the kingdom. They don't know. It's okay, fellas, come on out. Let's carry on our, our evil work that we are doing. They don't know. I'm, I, it's, it's time that we started walking in authority. It started, it's time that we started realizing that we are part of this eternal kingdom, that we are the called out ones, that we, our yes is yes and our no is no when we speak through Jesus Christ, that we have this authority, that his kingdom will be established through us. We are part of this huge eternal kingdom and it's growing. It's eternal, it's spiritual, and it lives in you and me. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray right now that you will help us to realize the power and the authority that you've placed within us. Lord, I thank you that you're establishing your kingdom, your eternal kingdom, through us. Lord, I pray that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. That, Lord, you will establish your kingdom in people's hearts. That, Lord, people will turn to you, the king, because you are the king of this kingdom. And I pray, Lord, that you will reign in our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be good ambassadors in this kingdom, to go and proclaim the kingdom of God, the good news of Jesus Christ. But most of all, Lord, help us to realize who we are in you. We are the Ecclesia, the called out ones. We are part of this eternal kingdom of God. Thank you. We will seek your kingdom first. And then, Lord, all these other things will come as well. They will be added to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you. Please walk in authority this week. Walk with your head held up, knowing that you are part of this huge eternal kingdom. God bless you.